morning, everyone. And thank you to Rosie. And thank you to uh, Brian for leading us this morning. In, uh, in September 2012, we spent four Sunday mornings uh, looking at our vision to be a church without walls. But we thought it would be good and worthwhile to go back over some of what we shared a year ago, only rather than take four Sunday mornings to do it, I'm going to take two, hence the reason Vision Express. Okay. I know I am sad. Now, there are, there are a number of reasons for us kind of going over this again, uh, but two main ones stand out. To start with, we recognize that in the past 12 to 13 months, quite a lot of new people have started coming to Windsor. Can I just ask a question? If you were not here on Sunday morning, the 2nd of September 2012, if you weren't here, could you stick your hand in the air for me, right, if you weren't here? Okay, that's an awful lot of people. Uh, So we thought it would be good to explain these six words alongside these four symbols. That's the first reason for doing it. The second reason for revisiting this is because vision doesn't always stick. It doesn't have natural adhesive. Or as someone else has said, vision leaks. And so re-clarifying and restating your vision on a relatively regular basis is quite a, quite a good thing to do. Now, I'm not suggesting I'm going to do this every year, but we just thought this year we would do it again. Now, one of the dangers with what I'm about to do is that this can sound a bit like a sales pitch, uh, like I'm trying to sell, promote, or market Windsor Baptist. And, and I can assure you that is not my intention. I, I simply want to share something of our story and our journey as a community of God's people in this place as we seek to be church rather than just do church. As we seek to love God with all our heart, soul, strength and mind and love our neighbours as ourselves. And as we seek to be, to borrow a phrase from Leslie Newbegin, a phrase I'm going to come back to later, as we seek to be a sign and a symbol and a preview of the coming kingdom. I'm not going to read a a main Bible text this morning and then speak out of that, which is what I normally do. Uh, But I hope that all of what I do share this morning will be grounded in God's word. And I'm certainly going to be referring to and quoting uh, a different texts and references from scripture. But here goes. Our vision is to be a church without walls. Let me break that down for you and start just with this idea of of church. I'm going to assume, and, and this may be dangerous, but I'm going to assume that the vast majority of people who are here this morning are, are committed to church. We're not only Christian people, we're, we're church people. We're not only committed to Christ, but we're committed to the body of Christ. I recognize some people might want to challenge that perspective. And I'm aware that a gro- there is a growing number of what is increasingly described as unchurched de-churched or post-churched Christians, i.e. those who claim to love God and follow Jesus but no longer want or have anything to do with church, and specifically local church. 
And there are lots of reasons for that. And I don't want to trivialize or underestimate the frustration or the disappointment or the hurt or the confusion that some people have experienced by being part of a church. Statistics reveal that there is heavy traffic through the back doors of our churches. And recent surveys have identified some of the reasons why people leave, why people walk away, why people disconnect. And as I say, I don't want to trivialize these reasons. Here's a list of them. Personal pain. Difficulties with leaders. Apparent irrelevance of church. Failure to encounter God. Family issues. Burnout. Disappointed expectations. This is not what I thought it would be. Changes in circumstances. Or a lack of a sense of belonging. As I've said, I don't want to dismiss the reality of some people's experiences. And lessons do need to be learned and conversations do need, to be, do need to take place with people who have walked in and then walked out again. But I also want to confirm right up front that we are church people. That we here are committed to the body of Christ. That an unchurched Christian is surely an oxymoron. John Stott put it like this in the last book he wrote before he died. And it's quite strong. I I realize this is strong. I trust that none of my readers is that grotesque anomaly, an unchurched Christian. The New Testament knows nothing of such a person. For the church lies at the very center of the eternal purpose of God. It is not a divine afterthought. It is not an accident of history. On the contrary, the church is God's new community. For his purpose conceived in a past eternity being worked out in history and to be perfected in a future eternity is not just to save isolated individuals and so perpetuate our loneliness, but rather to build his church. That is to call out of the world a people for his own glory. So then, the reason why we are committed to the church is that God is so committed. And so, at the beginning... I want to say that we here at Windsor Baptist are committed to the church. We believe in God's new community, which lies at the very, I don't fully understand this, but that lies at the very center of his eternal purposes. I know someone has put it like this, that the church is the hope of the world. I don't know if you believe that. That's one perspective. But let's go back to this vision statement. It's to be a church, yes, but what is it that we feel God is kind of calling us to be distinctively? A church without walls. Now this vision, and and many here know this, that's not new. Approximately 16 years ago, a lot of thought and energy and prayer went into establishing this as the, the vision of Windsor Baptist Church. Two years ago, the elders came back to it to consider whether we still felt, was this a reflection? Was this still a reflection of God's heartbeat for this place? Or does it need to be replaced? Does it need to be renewed? Does it need to be refreshed? And after a lot of discussion and prayerful consideration, we genuinely sensed that, listen, we should stick with this. We want to stay here. 
We believe this continues to be something dynamic and vibrant and yet challenging and stretching and calls us on and calls us forward. But what does it actually mean? Phrases like this can be great, but but what does it mean? What does it actually look like to be a church without walls? Well, let me attempt to paint a bit of a picture of what we mean. A church without walls suggests, first of all, it's not about the building. And it's not. Church is people. It's community. We meet in this place. We meet within this structure at various points during the week. And we thank God for these buildings and these premises. They are a gift. And we thank God for the recent refurbishment. But church is more than bricks and mortar. It's more than weekly services. It's more than a program of events. Church is people. We want to say that. We want to affirm that. Church without walls. Secondly, a church without walls encourages us to reduce the barriers. You see, walls can be seen as those things which keep people out or which keep people in. We want to work hard at making sure there are no or as few as possible initial barriers to overcome. That right from the word go, whenever someone joins us, whether on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening, that they will be welcomed, that they will be accepted, that they will be included. And so we want Windsor Baptist to be an inclusive church in the broadest sense of the term. We also want to limit not only the initial barriers of walking in through the door, which I realize can be really hard for some people, particularly in our day and age. Not only the initial barriers, we want to reduce the stylistic barriers that can apply to things like dress code and language we use and music, etc. We want people to come as they are and to be encouraged to engage through a variety of styles. Now that, I know, is scary. That means there will be times whenever people dress a certain way, play or sing a certain way, speak a certain way that doesn't always tick our boxes or please our preferences. But it's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about what I want or what I like. It's about community, gathering to worship, to learn, to discover, to grow, to read, to pray, to remember, to eat, to drink. To listen, to celebrate, to be transformed. Come as you are. There's no barriers. We want to make it easy for people to come in. And so we want to have porous borders, so to speak. And I appreciate that requires wisdom and courage. But although we want to be reluctant to define the edges... We do want to be clear, upfront, and transparent regarding our center. There is, and there must be, a definite center. But what does that center comprise of? What is right at the heart of this local church? Well, two things. First of all, Jesus. Jesus has got to be the source. Jesus has got to be at the heart. Jesus has got to be at the center of who we are and what we do of everything that this place is about. But not just Jesus, also our core convictions, which are rooted in God's story as revealed in Scripture. Those lie at the center of who we are. And therefore we expend our energy maintaining the core rather than patrolling the boundaries. 
We're seeking to be a church without walls. A church that points people to and draws people into a core. A church that is open to any and all who are interested in discovering more about following Jesus. And finally, though this is by no means an an exhaustive list, but one of the critical ideas behind this vision, not that it's not just about the buildings, not just that we want to seek to reduce the, the barriers, not just that we want to have porous borders, but a definite center, but fourthly, We want to affirm the importance of church gathered and church scattered. This is church gathered. And coming together and meeting like this for corporate worship and teaching and mutual support is essential. We're probably all familiar with those words from Hebrews 10 that says, Let us not, let us not neglect meeting together, gathering, as some people do. Someone has has said that this, that the church on a Sunday morning or a Sunday evening, it should be a bit like calling it a filling station or a a service area. That you gather on others who are on a journey and you gather here to be refreshed and be refueled before you set out on your journey again and through the rest of the week. And I hope that Windsor Baptist Church can be a place of renewing and refreshing and refueling. But a church without walls doesn't just acknowledge the importance of gathering together. It also recognizes that we're every bit as much church the minute we walk out those doors. The minute we scatter. That the life of the church has got to spill out. It's got to spill out over and beyond the walls. Yes, we come together to be encouraged and challenged. But we come here to be encouraged and challenged and shaped and formed. So that when we go out, we can be more effective in our discipleship, and our mission. Back to that new begin phrase, the church called to be a sign and symbol and preview of the coming kingdom. God's kingdom exists in the world in part now and is coming in fullness someday. We passionately believe that here now. Not yet fully here, but still here now. And we are to testify to that reality. We are to be representatives of that reality. We are citizens of heaven here and now. We're to bring heaven here. We're to live out the reality of kingdom people in the here and now. God has rescued us. God has saved us so many people here. But for a purpose. For a purpose. And that's so clear from the narrative of scripture. He blesses us. Why? Why does God bless us? He blesses us to be a blessing to others. We can trace that right back to Genesis 12. God's call to Abraham. First couple of verses. I'm going to bless you and your offspring and heir offspring. But why am I doing this? It's for a purpose. So that you can then go and be a blessing to the world. And we all know the story. The people of God ended up in slavery, but God rescues them and saves them. And why does he rescue them and save them? He says, I want you to be a light to the nations. Be a blessing. Be a light. And whenever you come into the New Testament, in the writings of, for example, the Apostle Peter, you discover language used to describe the Old Testament people of God now being used to describe us, the church. And so what do we read? You are a chosen people. This is you this morning, a chosen people, royal priests, holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, 
as a result, you can show others the goodness of God because he's called you out of darkness. He has called you into wonderful light. Why? Be very careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Called out of darkness to be a light to the nations. Blessed, rescued, saved to be a light, to be a blessing. And so whenever we leave this place in about however long and walk out those doors, church, church isn't over. Come quarter to 12, church doesn't finish. We simply scatter to be church on mission. A church without walls therefore seeks to equip and encourage people to be church 24-7. And I pray and hope that that's what this local church is, a place that equips and encourages you to not just gather, but to scatter and bless others and be a light. But all of this begs a question, these four things. How? How do you become a church without walls? Well, to become a church without walls, we believe Windsor Baptist must intentionally be a place of four things. A place of belonging, of multiplying, of serving, and of going. I've already touched on some of these issues and values, but for my last few minutes, I do want to think about this idea and the importance of belonging. Sixteen years ago, Whenever this, first, whenever this church first considered this vision, and, and many of the architects of that are here this morning. But as part of that journey, they surveyed the people who were part of this church at that time. And they discovered that the need to have a sense of belonging was ranked as, as one of the highest priorities of people who come to church. And I'm sure you picked up earlier that one of the reasons why so many people disconnect and walk away and leave is because of a lack of a sense of belonging. The church in any church needs to be this. There's got to be a sense of togetherness. Whenever you read that amazing description of the first spirit-filled church in Jerusalem, and we looked at this a couple of weeks ago in Acts 2, this word together appears time and time again. They met together. They ate together. They were together. A very definite sense of everybody belongs to God, yes, but everybody also belongs to one another. There's a clear sense of family, which is one of the most potent New Testament images of church. In fact, it's more than an image. It's a word and an idea that describes reality. The Bible is explicit that whenever someone becomes a Christian, whenever someone discovers new life in Christ, they become, to quote John 1.12, they become a child of God. Welcomed into this family. God becomes your heavenly father. Jesus, your elder brother. Other Christians, your siblings. And now there is this tangible relationship. There is this belonging. I belong to God. I belong to Jesus. I belong to one another. Another of Paul's key ways to describe the church was as a body. It's the body of Christ. Yes, Christ is the head, 
but we're all members of it. We're all part of it. We're as different as hands and feet, but we all belong. We're all connected. We're all interconnected. We're all dependent on one another. And as you read through the rest of the New Testament, all the pictures of church are images of what? They're images of belonging. They're images of security. They're images of safety. And so church is, or church has got to be, I believe, it's got to be a place of belonging. And if people come and walk away and say, I never felt I belonged, there's something wrong. But this conversation raises a couple of issues. To start with, what about those who are not Christians or not yet Christians? People who are searching, people who are inquiring, people who are struggling, and they make their way here. Can those people belong to Windsor Baptist? Well, at a very definite level, I sincerely hope so. In recent years, there's been quite a bit of discussion regarding belonging and believing in terms of a local church. Do you have to believe what we believe before you can belong? Or can you belong before reaching a place of believing? Those are massive issues. And would take me far longer than the time I've got this morning to kind of explore them in any real depth. But nevertheless, let me say this. If people want to explore Christianity, if people want to discover who God is, who Jesus is, if people want to come and experience corporate worship, if they want to engage with a local community, then surely churches have got to respond with integrity and patience. People have got to be welcomed on their journey wherever they're at on their journey. They've got to be accepted. They've got to be included. As they consider and as they work through, well, what is it that I believe? And so back to to what I said earlier about the importance of having a definite center. Jesus and our core convictions. But I also want to say that I believe this quote from Stuart Murray about the need to have ill-defined edges and porous borders, that churches with healthy centers are secure enough to welcome those who are exploring faith and searching for authenticity. They are relaxed, non-judgmental communities where questions, doubts, dissent, and fears can be expressed and where ethical issues do not preclude acceptance. They are inclusive without compromising. You know, I hope and pray Windsor Baptist can be that kind of church. In other words, I hope and pray Windsor Baptist can be a grace community. It's a phrase I know was used once here by a visiting speaker who said this is what he believed churches need to be. And it was his prayer for us that we would be that kind of church. And it's my prayer for us that that would be a characteristic of Windsor Baptist, that it would be an inclusive community. A community that knows who they are, is secure in who they are, and yet welcomes others. A grace community. Our ultimate hope and prayer, of course, is that people will belong at the very deepest level. As members of God's family and as uh, part of the body of Christ. But as they journey towards that place, I still hope that we can be a context where people can gather as they continue to make that journey. The other issue I want to mention 
that gets raised by these kinds of conversations is this. Well, what happens if people do come to a particular church, this church, and you come for a while, maybe even you come for years, and yet you still struggle to feel you belong? You feel out in the fringes. You feel that very few people actually know who you are or know anything about you. Or what happens when church grows or changes and you look around on a Sunday morning and you don't recognize as many people as you used to and they don't recognize you? What do you do then? And I, and I, I know some people, just being really honest now, I knew some people are kind of like recognizing that there's a lot of new people coming along. And we had a newcomer's lunch last week and with 70 people who came along who are new to Windsor in the last year. And it's brilliant. But some people are going, hang on a minute. There's like lots of new people about. I no longer feel, I kind of feel they maybe belong more than I belong now. All of those sort of things I've heard. And I know I've quoted these lyrics on a number of occasions, and I'm not, I'm not going to read them again. But church should be a lot like this. A place where everybody knows your name and is glad you came. And I know we all know where it's from. I'm not suggesting that church should be like a pub. Just leave that one hanging. But it should be a place where people are glad to see you and welcome you and accept you. But this isn't just a social gathering. That's not what this is about. There's a dimension to it of that. This is bigger, far more important. This is about encountering God through worship and word. This is about discovery. This is about Jesus. This is about transformation. But as we recognize and guard that and pursue those essentials, we also want you, whoever you are, and forever long you've been coming here, we want you to feel you belong. And so hang around afterwards. Chat to someone you've seen time and time again. Chat to someone you've never set eyes on. We want you to join a small group where you can get to know others at a less superficial level. Join a youth group. Join Pulse. Go to the city hall with others on, on Tuesday morning. Feel a sense of belonging. Volunteer to get involved and serve alongside others to create a sense of belonging. We want Windsor Baptist to be that place. Need to finish. As I close... Here's a word that is on the little cards that are in your pews. And it is our hope that you will engage. That you will engage with God. That you will engage with one another. That you will engage with our vision. To be a church without walls. To be a place of belonging. And tonight, we'll develop this further as we consider Windsor Baptist as not only a place of belonging, but also a place of multiplying and going. And at the end of the day, let's never forget. It really struck me afresh this week, particularly during our small group conversation. It's actually something somebody said and picked up on. This is not my church. 
This is not our church. This church belongs to Jesus. It's his. He will build it. And the gates of Hades will not prevail against him. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for the church. I thank you that Jesus is the head. That we are the body. That we are a local expression of that here in Windsor Baptist. And I pray that, God, we would be a church without walls. A place that remembers it's about people. Seeks to reduce barriers. There's porous borders, but a definite center. Jesus at the heart of it. Core convictions. What we believe is revealed through your word. And that we'll remember, God, that it's about church gathered and church scattered. It's not just about what we do here, but what we walk away to do. But I pray that this would be a place of belonging. And for every single person sitting in this church this morning, whether it's their umpteenth time here or very first time here, that at some level they would feel they're accepted and that they belong. And ultimately, God, it is our desire and prayer that every single person who gathers here would belong to Jesus. We'd make that decision to follow him, to commit the rest of their lives to him, and be transformed by his Holy Spirit. And so I commit this place to you, this church to you. You've blessed us. May we be a blessing and a light. In Jesus' name, amen.